I want to welcome everyone to the first episode of Keeping It Real. My name is Matt Gregory with Sable Adjusters. And this is Megan Calabrese with Fox Rock Properties. So look, Megan, you know, we, we've listened to our share of podcasts, you know, on, you know, what, no matter what the topics are, but we've also dove into a lot of the real estate podcasts. And would you agree, you know, some of them is like listening to paint dry, correct? <laughs> a little bit. It's a boring industry in some aspects, but I think we're going to bring on some industry leaders that can talk about relevant topics um, in the real estate world and have a little bit of fun. I totally agree with that because you know what? 2020 hasn't been fun. I think we should flush it right down the toilet. I think we should get right to taking down the Christmas tree. So without further ado, I want to welcome Matt Pierce with Pierce Properties. So Matt is the owner of Pierce Property Services, um, Inc. 5000, uh, ranked them the fastest growing privately owned company in 2020, actually comes in at $27.97. Over the last three years of growth, he's averaged about 143 growth rate. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, happy to be here. Happy to have made the list. The number was irrelevant, yes. but it's uh, but in this show, I am number one. So excited about that. In our hearts and in our podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only that, I did bring a Sharpie pen. I brought the dollar bill for you to sign <laughs> so we can take a picture of that. Like if you're opening up a new bar or a business, everyone's, you know, a salon or a barbershop, everyone, um, you know, puts up their dollar bill with your signature. So, you, you know, seriously, Matt, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day. Day to join us on episode one in, in the maiden voyage of this podcast. So thank you very much, man. Well, I appreciate it. And the times that we're in, it's, uh, it's, it's always exciting to be doing new things, but to uh, be embarking on a new venture in a time where it seems like everything's on pause, uh, you know, really uh, give you guys a lot of uh, kudos for that and excited to be a part of it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll run through some questions, but um, the goal is to kind of hit on some topics that are relevant. Um, to people that would be listening to this through our industry, real estate, but keeping it light and having a little bit of fun. So um, so as Matt said, Matt G and Matt P, we've got two here today. Um, you you own Pierce Properties, started in 2015. Yeah. But your, your history starts way before that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into, so Pierce Property Services, Matt failed to mention, does window washing... <laughs> Complete building envelope solutions. Complete building envelope. Envelope. Um, uh, (laughs) Waterproofing, garage maintenance, residential and commercial properties, right? Throughout Massachusetts and beyond. Um, But so, yeah, you started the company five years ago. Actually, 2013 was when Pierce launched. Okay. But uh, 17 years ago, my dad, I was in my last year of college. Actually, I was in my third year at Northeastern, did a couple of co-ops, uh, they took all my money and was thinking, <laughs> how can I get done with this college uh, education quicker? And I transferred to do my last year at UMass Boston. And my dad was of that baby boomer age that he wanted on his own business. And uh, believe it or not, there's a franchise out there that is for window cleaning. And uh, so he bought a location called Fish Window Cleaning, still thriving, doing a great job. They do storefronts and residential. We grew that very quickly to be the largest in the country out of the 200. And I really like had no idea about window cleaning. I mean, it wasn't like we grew up like slinging squeegees. My you dad didn't have the cleanest windows in the neighborhood? No, we didn't. I didn't even know <laughs> there was such a thing as window cleaners. Like, really? This, somebody comes and cleans windows? But my dad, you know, he's a CPA and he was like, I always wanted to own my own business. And, and uh, my dad and I have always been best friends always been very close I'm one of six kids the oldest boy and 
my dad and I, uh, he said, let's do this. I'm like, you're crazy. I want to climb a corporate ladder and I don't want to be, uh, you know, slinging squeegees, climbing literally ladders. <laughs> but I did. And we hustled and we got storefronts and car dealerships. And, you know, then we started doing houses and then we started doing buildings. That's great. And that's when we really differentiate ourselves as a franchise. And I saw my entrepreneurial spirit growing. Um, my brother came in to run Fish and has helped it thrive and go to the next level. And it was at that point, seven years ago, we launched Pierce with the idea of really focusing on larger properties, residential buildings, commercial buildings, and not just being a window cleaner, but really being a complete building envelope solution company. So while we're there, we're seeing the building, we're diagnosing problems before they become problems, and then resolving uh, waterproofing needs and just facade maintenance in general. Yeah. No, that's great. Another um, big word, facade. Yeah, facade. Yeah. We're going to have a test at the end of this. <laughs> or a fact check on Matt Gregory over here. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm on Google right now, <laughs> Googling these words. And, you know, Matt, kudos to you for doing that because, you know, you, you really have to have an entrepreneurial mindset. And, you know, obviously, you know, going back to, like you said, you were at Northeastern for three years where kids are majoring in keg stands and, you know, wondering if they have enough money to get into a, a late night party or trying to get a fake ID to go to Connor Larkins in that area. Nice but, you, but yeah, but you know, but you knew right away that, you know, when your father approached you, that you all of a sudden flipped the switch and you, you started wanting to get right into it and, and you know, and, and start looking at that where most kids, you know, junior, senior year are still trying to figure out, okay, my major, where am I going to go to work and all that? But you just dove right in and said, yep, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm going to transfer over to UMass Boston and, and really go for it. Yeah. It was a good move by my dad, uh, pushing me to explore this idea and take a, he took a real long shot on me in some ways. He knew I was athletic, so I could certainly do the window cleaning, Mm -hmm. but he didn't know I was going to be good at sales. He didn't know I was going to be good at managing people. And really like any business's success really is, is, is what it is by the people you have both on your team and your ability to connect with your clients. And you know, when we launched Pierce, I had already been in the business for a while. And so some of my top relationships weren't clients at, you know, at the time of Pierce, obviously, but there were relationships um, came with us and really championed the launch of Pierce. I mean, Biomed Realty was a huge client for us, still is. Uh, Shout out to Maria Ferreira, who really (laughs) like gave me a shot. Megan was, uh, we were great friends back when she was at Normandy and moving over to Fox Rock. And so, you know, I think along the way, it's always been like the relationships that drive the success of our business and have given us the shot to add a new service or to solve a new problem for them. Sure. It's a testament to you too and how you treat your clients, me being your favorite one, obviously. Yes, but, yes. Um, so main areas of work, your biggest customers, where do you guys, where does Pierce drive most of its business from? Yeah, we always say like you get work where you focus on it and we tend to focus around, in and around the greater Boston area. Sure. So most of our work is in that 95 corridor Um you know, where, you know, we st- we service some stuff in all the burbs around Boston. Yeah. We travel a little bit to New Hampshire, a little bit to Rhode Island, but most of our clients tend to be the owner, manager, 
client. They yeah. own their own assets and they manage it themselves. We do a lot of work for a lot of the big third-party management companies as well, also colleges, hospitals. Um, but we're in it for like the long haul. Like we want, we don't look at what we do as just a commodity. We look at ourselves as like a partner. So we don't want to be with like a company that is just trying to put lipstick on a pig. Like we're trying to help them preserve their asset to uh, sustain it for another sure. fifty years. You know, that's that's kind of our thought. That you know, keep the glass good, keep the building looking nice, but let's not let any huge capex projects go uh, yeah. go go missing and and not done, and then the building is aging and falling apart. Sure. What's the tallest building uh, that you've had to clean? We're actually on it right now, uh, believe it or not. It's a, a beautiful building. Uh, the the it's in the fe- it's in the the garden area there. Um, the hub building. The oh hub, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hub fifty as well as the Sudbury building uh, right across. They're both beautiful high rise residential towers. Yeah. Um, so we're doing the construction cleanups on those. Yeah. So have you ever? <laughs> so I'm afraid of heights. Okay, I'm not. I'm not a roller coaster did guy. Did you read Matt's bio? So is he? Yeah, I, I, I did read that. Now <laughs> that's a, that's a uh, fact that I I uh, often uh, surprise people is, with that I hate heights myself. Yeah. Now is that part of the interview process? Like, okay, are you afraid of heights? Because you're on those. What do they call the the things that you? Go on the roof and you're sitting on yeah. that little bosun chair. You're picturing a bosun chair. A bosun yeah, chair. Yeah, boat swain. They used to use them to access the side of uh, ships. Ships. Yeah. Right. So that's insane. Yeah. It number seems one. It, it seems it. And now, obviously, that's weather permitting, right? So do you have to check the weather and and see where you're at? And you know, you're coming up over that, and all your cleaners on those buildings. I mean, yeah. how does that process work? Yeah, it's wind is the biggest factor to watch. I mean, it's magnified when the wind is blowing and it hits the elevation of a building. It goes up and almost creates like a vortex, oh, yeah. and it strengthens. And um, you know, we have a pretty intense in-house training program. Um, our guys are, uh, we take it very seriously. No one's getting on the side of the building day one. It's usually after like a year of cleaning glass at ground level or insides or doing something else in the company, power washing. And then you start kind of learning about the other things. Certainly the highest paid guys are the facade access high rise specialists that Mm. can do multiple services at high elevations. And those guys are incredible and they take such pride in what they do. And, um, I wouldn't say that we want a guy that's not afraid of heights. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you don't want that guy that's like, I don't even need a rope. Like, I'm fine. I'll be good. You know, he's alive. Tied around my belly. Yeah. You know, like, dude, that's we don't want you. Agent. Yeah, <laughs> keep, yeah, keep moving along, right? Because, yeah. because at the end of the day, the goal is everybody goes home and right. no one ends up on the front page of the paper. You know, and we have a great safety record, and it's all because of the training that we do in house. Yeah. So obviously, it's no secret, COVID nineteen smacked us right in you know march yeah you know when it started coming down and you know my number one question is is how has that pandemic um impacted your business and what were some of those challenges that you know that you had to face head on well you know it's funny because i uh you know we haven't had a year that's been comfortable in a young company growing every year. Mm-hmm. So every year, you know, we've grown by an exorbitant amount. We've just kept pushing the envelope saying, we're going to do this now. We're going to do that now. So every year, there's always been a significant challenge. This has been one that nobody could have ever been prepared for. So initially, we felt like almost irresponsible calling clients to ask them to do window cleaning. You know, no one's in the buildings. Like, what are you thinking? Like, that's not important. We're just 
trying to like figure out how to stay alive. And, and so we hit the pause button for a little while. And in those days were like, when it first hit, Every it was like a daily decision to be like, should we stop and just shut the doors for like a month or so and just pick it back up when this all passes by? And luckily we didn't. And we had a lot of clients that said, no, let's get the garage clean because it's empty. And then eventually clients started looking at their CapEx projects and goes, wow, great time to do that garage restoration. There's nobody in the garage. Let's actually do next year and this year's, uh, you know, projected work because it's that empty. And it's so we just found opportunities. We didn't run into being a disinfecting company. You know, I'm a, I'm a shiny objects guy. So I was very tempted to become a disinfecting company and start doing things that were, I don't know, opportunistic for this pandemic. But we felt like, let's just stay of value to the clients that need us right now and have a long-term approach that we're not in it for today. We're in it for the long haul. And and honestly, it's been a great year. I mean, the team's matured like so much and I'm proud of what we've done and how we've sustained through it. Yeah. You and I had some good spirited conversations early on. We, you know, in the, from the ownership side, same thing. This came without precedent, right? It's not the same recession that has happened before in the nineties yeah. when whoosh, everything tanked. It was different. It wasn't impacting all sectors the same. So I think even from my standpoint, I would call my colleagues in the real estate side. Well, what are you guys doing? Well, what are you doing about this? Like, are you shutting your buildings down? Are you leaving them open? And I think I appreciated, we had a couple of phone calls about that. Well, I've ha- I've seen so many snake oil salesmen and you candidly said, I thought about getting into that, but instead we just stuck to our core work. We're calling our clients. And, and again, from our standpoint, we took the stance of transparency is going to win and the most direct communication we can yeah. have with our tenants and just be open. We may not know, have all the answers, right. but we're going to talk to you and we're going to take the path we think is the safest. And I think you... You kind of took that same approach, correct me if I'm wrong, but chatted with your clients, stayed in touch. We just did a large facade project together at One Heritage in Quincy. And to that point, if you're well capitalized, yes, you got to watch your operating expenses, but we had budgeted this before COVID, right? Nobody's in the building, scraping windows and facade, you know, nobody wants to hear that. So while the buildings were empty, we were able to kind of, you know, forge forward. Did you see anything in your line of work or even just specific to your company where, you know, they say never waste a tragedy? you could make some efficiencies or make some changes or totally. technology and care to share any of those. Yeah, with us. totally. I listened to this. Um, I, I read this book or listened to a podcast early on that said how crises bring clarity and things that you may have been feeling about inefficiencies or maybe additional excess overhead or sure. people that just aren't cutting it. When a crisis hits and you're like, we can't keep everybody around this place, it becomes very clear who you need to let go of. Sure. And what we did was we we first did that. We had to like really refine our workforce quite a bit and figure out where we're going to be going forward. Um, and 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 that that helped a ton. And then and then we we're we've always been cash strong because um, we just keep it in the business. We reinvest in the business. Like I said, we're here for the long haul. So I knew we were going to be fine for a while, mm-hmm. and we kept everybody on and going. Um, That's great. Yeah, and so so yeah, like we we just. We just resisted, you know, being that that uh, snakeskin salesman, yeah. even though, you know, um, tempting. We, yeah, it, it is tempting because you're like, what is needed? Maybe not glass cleaning, but maybe this or that, sure. and and uh, it really worked out well. That's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's 
definitely interesting times for sure. <laughs> and and I don't um, even know. I mean, I'm still anxious about the future. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. there's not a day that goes by that you don't still recognize we're in the middle of a pandemic yeah. and there could be another spike and, and whatnot. But I think it's just, you just got to do, do like what you do, do it well keep it simple yeah. and understand you can't control everything. No. I mean, I can't control very, I control very little, yes. you know, control what you can and just do the right yeah. thing you can in the moment, you know? But I think knowledge is, is power in this. And so many people are driven by fear right now. Yeah. People come up to like, Oh, commercial real estate. I wouldn't want to be in that industry. And I'm like, well, why actually yeah. it's a really good time to be in it. People are going to use space. They're just going to use it differently. So when everybody's like, Oh, nobody's going to be in those buildings in Boston. I'm like, do you remember nine 11? Everybody said the same thing. Not exactly the same situation, but everybody's in 40 feet and above now, right? I mean, so we'll, the memories will be long on certain things, but they're going to be short on others. And we're going to go right back to it. I totally agree. I mean, clients that have continued to maintain their buildings have said, this building needs to be ready because the clients are going to come back. Yeah. So it's like, let's not just neglect it and then act like, hey, we got to turn the lights back on. They want to come back. But the other thing I've, I've been thinking about is like, I've hired two new office people in this time. Sure. If they didn't come to an office, where would they ever get to experience the right. culture of the company? I know. I mean, you can sustain the culture by yeah. doing Zooms, but to actually build relationships and friendships and culture and I collaborate, I mean, it is next to impossible to do that on a Zoom. Nobody yeah. wants to be on a Zoom for every single component so of so much of, Zoom fatigue. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. So you yeah. think people like so let's let's you know let's move forward and talk about the future. You think people are gonna be like, yeah, that was fun working from home, but I need that office environment. I need a little bit of the water cooler talk. I, do you think you know you're gonna see that or do you think like what Megan said, you know, we used to we used to have eight floors, but now we're gonna do four floors and we don't need this. We're gonna do some desk sharing and all that stuff. I mean where do you think the future is if you had to look in the crystal ball? Yeah, no, I mean I'm 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 just on the outside serving the clients. Yeah. Megan probably knows a lot more than we do, but I tend to believe that they're going to use it differently. Yeah. If they had 8,000 square feet, they might want six or five. They might not need the full eight, but there's definitely going to be a need. Maybe there's a lot yeah. more common space that the companies would have their space, but they want to say on those days where we're going to bring everybody in, we want to have an auditorium. So maybe buildings that yeah. have more auditoriums or like areas to yeah. do more joint space, maybe outdoors space will be a premium that's a big one i think hvac people are really starting to look at that but there'll be some fat cut yeah. right and that's the smart people just have to our i mean let's let's call a spade a spade the real estate industry is a staunch old-fashioned right sign a 10-year deal or we're not letting you do anything so i think from an ownership standpoint we need to flex we need to say okay well maybe instead of force them into a five to seven year deal well people don't know what they're going to be doing in seven years especially for growth Let's do a shorter deal. We'll just fit the space out a little bit better. So we're not, you know, we're, we're coming to the table together saying we won't put in as much money. Maybe you don't need maple, maple doors and like mahogany desks. Like maybe you can survive with a little bit less. We won't have to put in as much money that we could turn that space and then we'll be able to be flexible yeah. on like a term. So it, it'll be interesting, but I don't think, I mean, people still need space. I think yeah. one of them was 10% of companies will actually do work from home. Full time, like the Googles, the you know the software engineers, the companies that were already heading that way anyway. But they'll come back and say, yeah, it, work from home works. We can do it in a pinch if we need to. But people like that water cool. I mean, there's industries we need to be together. Um, you know, we need to talk about lease deals. You need to see your staff and like help them train and you know and, and make sure totally. that they're doing all that stuff. And I think yeah. it it like you said, it's clarity will come out of this and yeah. people will just shift. And I think companies are now going to look at. 
before, if you were working from home, you were in your fuzzy slippers and not doing anything, right? That's the perception. Now people are like, oh, wait, we can actually do this. So talent, the companies need, are going to come to an interview and say, I want flexibility. Yeah, I just want trust. Totally. I want, you know what I mean? I don't want to work from home. I want an office or People a place. People that work from home are also saying there is zero work-life balance now. Right. They thought that I would have yes. more work-life mm-hmm. balance. They're saying they have less. They're working 12-hour days oh, yeah. and there's no separation because their laptop, their computer, yeah. their office is right there. So now that commute yeah. actually, like I would love to be in a car for an hour and right. check, check in with my parents or call my college friends that I never have time to call <laughs> Or anymore. listen to a really cool new podcast. Yeah, yeah called exactly. Keeping It Real. Um, no, you're right about that you know you thought people would miss sitting in traffic for an hour and a half and you know and and ready to pull their hair out and wish they had to you know could work from home but you you nailed it on the head you know you do a lot in your car that you don't realize yeah. like you said catching up with old friends family i mean my parents always like where have you been i'm like what do, what do you mean where have you been i'm i'm working you're retired sorry right. I'm, I'm trying to keep the roof over our head but getting back getting back to your company and, and, and you know you did a great job you know sharing about what you do where you focus and what what are some of the long-term plans for you uh, from a growth standpoint, have you ever thought about you know going into that franchise world? Maybe going down that ninety-five belt line and and popping up some areas because I mean you you obviously have a great reputation. You got a great niche market and so forth. Uh, just curious, yeah. off the top of your head, man. You know you know how everyone says, "Hey, what's your one three five year plan?" I mean, <laughs> what, you know what is what is the long term plan uh, for Pass? Well, we we definitely are growing in our clarity of where we're going. And that is to get on the building to maintain the immediate uh, aesthetics. And then through that, help the clients maintain their buildings for the long term. Uh, and waterproofing is, is where that's all at for garages and buildings. And we do believe that we have a business model that could do very well in other markets. But I do believe right now our model is very dependent on relationships and our relationships sure. are here. So what we're trying to do, and we have some really cool things in the works, facade uh, inspection apps, an app that actually will allow our guys to document all the findings as they're doing a maintenance cleaning, right? So they're going to see what's on the side of the building, right? And with the cleaning, you're automatically going to get a report value add like that's not oh, a, yeah. there's no charge for that you're up in the list and then Might and then well with, while you're there yes mm-hmm. and that report will be a sustainable piece of documentation that could be used for their facade inspection the five-year boston ordinance inspection that they yeah. have to get so i think there's a lot of value that we're going to bring to the table with things like that that could translate and create massive opportunities in other cities yeah. um you know but once again like the idea is one thing the execution sure. the idea the quality and what we feel right now to be honest is we've grown quickly and you grow by going to get the work and i'm a i'm like a let's go forward and there's a paper trail behind me and i know my strengths and my weaknesses my weaknesses are administration my weaknesses are like <laughs> all the details that sure. go into running a business and i yeah. have an incredible support team but we believe right now we're really focusing this year crisis brings clarity our infrastructure has really like grown significantly hiring people that understand how to create the right process in business and so you couldn't possibly launch a franchise if you don't have a scalable model and so you know that word i'm kind of negative towards being a franchise only because of you know i saw how it went but i think we have something that could really be replicable in other cities it's just all in due time you know getting the right people to do to replicate your model not just filling seats yes you know because like you said you got to get in that it's it is that it's 
networks and relationships and local. It's so local. People even real estate, it's so local. It really is. Like, you know, you can think you know a market, but you got to get to know the people on the ground and um, who are doing that, the actual hard work. Yeah, and actually like a true relationship. You know, it's not like, I don't want to just be like another bid on the list. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be the fourth bid or the fifth bid. Like, I really want to understand like, what's their thoughts? What are they looking for? How does it work? What's the ebb and flows? What's your future for this building? You know, that, that kind of approach is what has been the key to our success. And that just doesn't happen because you put a, like, I was going to say an ad in the paper or the yellow paper. Right. It's a little dated <laughs> yeah. reference. Yeah. You know, we are in podcast My world now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to put the eight track in the thing with the ashtray full of cigarette butts, but now it's Even just throwing an SEO, I mean, you could get work in that, yes. but, yeah. but like that would put you on a bid list, you know, and I'm not opposed to bid list. Don't get no. me wrong, but do you know no, what I mean, you mean by you're that? You're chasing a lot of stuff. Yeah. That- so do you and your brother do all the sales and marketing or do you actually have a sales and marketing team? Uh, we focus entirely on that. That's my passion, my enjoyment, my pleasure. I think when I when I got into the world of owning my own business, I said I want to do what I love and create a support team around me doing what I'm good at. So was it? Now was you know? There's all different. Types. He's good at it too. Kyle's yeah. Kyle's pretty right. awesome at it. So I mean, obviously, you know, I believe in belly to belly marketing. You know, getting in front of people, shaking hands, and all that stuff. I mean, how did you do it? You know, I mean, obviously, it's. It's in print from Inc. 5000, you know, and, and you've had unbelievable growth over the last three years. How, how did you do it? Were you, were you knocking on doors, shaking hands? This is our product. You know, what was your, what was your thing? And I know about fish, but I'm in a lot, yeah, of, you know, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of people do follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, but to keep that growth going, you know, how are you doing it? Uh, we are really big in associations. Um, MAA is a housing association, uh, formerly RHA. But BOMA has been enormous for us, and BOMA is super relevant. Uh, and, and for us, we are very active in the chapter, not just from a attending events, but I serve on the board of directors for the association. And so those have given us a platform to meet a lot of the players in the industry. And then, you know, we do cold call. I guess that word has a little bit of a negative connotation, but it's more saying, hey, we do work at this neighboring building and this is, you know, who owns it. They they obviously know that. So we're relevant by association. And then they go, oh, yeah, we'd love to have you guys look at this need or that need. So, um, you know, we certainly don't like just sit and wait for opportunities to come to us. I mean, there's been many of great friends and clients that had said, I never thought I'd work with you because I thought you were too persistent and annoying. <laughs> I have one guy in particular that said that to me, Clayton. I'm going to call him out. Clayton yes. said that. And Clayton was, and Clayton now will be like, and now you're like my like one of my best friends, sure. dude. I buy, I pay you, I pay for your golf when we go golfing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm hey, like, that's honesty. so funny that yeah. he told me that. And I was like, should I change or am I like, it's not. I guess it's working. I mean, yeah, <laughs> direct. Communication is the best, yeah, right? There you go. <laughs> what? Um, share with us your craziest window washing story. Hopefully, it's not too well, morbid. It's, but it's it's certainly <laughs> uh, it, it, to keep it PG. Let's yeah. just say we our guys rappelled down in front of windows. Yes, okay. and um, we might have been doing a couple of buildings <laughs> that didn't notify their tenants. And uh, you know, it might have been get lucky Hello. Saturday or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, office relationships and then <laughs> HR on Monday. We're gonna get you some blinds. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're like. So my I'm guys like for a basketball game at night. My guys are like Sorry, boss skivvies. <laughs> my guys are like boss. I think they wanted the window shades to be open. We're like, 
okay. Keep yeah. going. Keep yeah. moving. Yeah, keep moving along. They're like, this is a one-sided window. I'm not noticing that. Yeah, so yeah. We've had that. We've had like seagulls attacking guys in boats and chairs. I oh, mean, that's kind of dangerous and crazy. We've had, um, you know, we've had no, you know, knock on wood, safety, um, major safety things that have gone wrong. But yeah. certainly we've had guys get stuck up in boom lifts on the side of buildings and yeah. had to sit up there for a couple hours until like, you know, we could uh, get the mechanic out there. Do but. they ever send you photos of like the most amazing oh, yeah. sunsets and like, oh, cause you're, gosh. I mean, you're in the clouds. And Follow our Instagram, right? Pierce Property Services. Another plug, Megan. Yes. <laughs> Just keep a little Pierce Property Services. thing and how much free our advertisement Max I think we've got our first ad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't even paid for. <laughs> no, we have they amazing some, yeah. photos. I mean, you can't, you can't manufacture like we we believe what we do is so aesthetically cool and so yeah. you know eye grabbing i mean you know it's not every day you get to see a guy rappelling down a 20 story building with the skyline in the background sure. you know slinging a squeegee around or it's pretty cool yeah pre kids i've actually been up on swing staging nice yeah we were on a pre kids like, like i wouldn't do that as a mother probably not i mean <laughs> Come, let's, I mean, I'm sitting with two dads. If mom goes, yeah, kids are in trouble. True. Like, We're all going what down. do my kids even eat for lunch? Like, it's like yeah, <laughs> especially with the day and age of online learning. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I was with Colliers at 73 Tremont Street. Matt Westling actually was doing NER was doing a huge facade project, and uh, those guys thought it was hilarious because I was a young PM, and I was like, I've never. Can I go up in that? And he's like, You want to go up? Let's go. So I went up, and it was pretty scary. But yeah. um, like you said, they do it day in and day out. This guy was kicking his leg off the building I'm like holding on for dear life he's like as comfortable more comfortable in that he's like I eat lunch up here sometimes I'm like cheapers but I guess if you just get used to it you scary know. not dangerous though because there's Agreed. so many Agreed. there's so many fail safes if yeah. you do it right I mean we always teach our guys that if there's an accident like seven things went wrong yes. it wasn't one it yeah. was like seven the the anchors you didn't get them certified or inspected right. and we as a company didn't require that right. from the client we get that there yeah. wasn't a safety plan done before the guys got there to, to do a job site hazard assessment the guys weren't trained I mean they didn't tie off their primary line their right. safety line they didn't have I mean there's so many things that point. have to go yeah. wrong for there to be like a big accident yeah. and still accidents do happen but the more you train the more right. you're not gonna but I mean scary yes even if all that's in place that step over the edge of the building into the bosun chair is nuts and I mean, we, we recreate that at our office that's great so guys can do that what not on a client's property Matt, you should go do that yeah no yeah not on a building in the office, yeah. Go Where to the, the training site. We have we bought a building last year in Winchester, so we have a uh, nice little. They warehouse can put you there. through the paces. So what do you do? Have like a like a top of a building, and then you you set all the anchors and show them what to do. I mean, how high is that? Um, it's, that it's, training, you're already sweating. That that training. No, that's just because I had three coffees, and you know, we'll leave nervous. it at that. Yeah, yeah, real nervous. Um, no, so how how is that's that? It's only like ten feet off the ground. So it, ten feet. It's a training module inside the warehouse. Yeah, and then you start doing everything. Everything. Yeah, so it shows the guy primarily how to put the rope over the over the edge of the building mm-hmm. and then secure yeah. their descent device and put their chair to it and then step into that chair. Right. Hey, that's yeah. I'd rather learn that at 10 feet than at 400. Yeah, and even 10 feet would hurt, right? I mean, that's a basketball hoop we all know. That's I mean, true. Yeah. Not at the Pierce house, though. <laughs> Not 9-8. <nine>, <laughs> So, so t- piggybacking off that basketball uh, reference, you know, so talk to us about, you know, y- your family, you know, obviously with COVID on a professional standpoint, now we got COVID inside the homes with the online learning and all that. So, I mean, obviously you're married with a couple of kids. Three. Three um, ages. 
ages. So what's pretty crazy? So I'm 39. My I we started the business so initially fish, right? I get married at 23, right? At 25, my wife's like, "Hey, babe, I'm pregnant." My jaw hits the ground, right? And 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 <laughs> everything go clean some windows. <laughs> everything happened so Count. fast in like a four year period. We buy our first two family, which was a total dump. That was a that was an undertaking. Everything happened so fast. So now I have a 14 year old incredible daughter, Sienna. I got a 10 year old daughter, Celine, and Evan is eight. And uh, yeah, they're 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 like. They're awesome. I mean, they're they're a wild time. So, have the older daughters become a second and third mom to to your son? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he holds his own. He knows how okay. to he knows how to like tick them off so so professionally. Yeah. <laughs> and how, you know, and how have you done with the on? I mean, so where, where do you where do you? So live I live right in now? Winchester, okay, and so my office in Winchester. So. Well, I'm definitely not the whole online learning sure. uh, parent. My my wife is uh, is a nurse, and so she does do some nursing in the schools a couple days a week, and she uh, is the one that's making sure Teacher. that they're uh, at least logged into the Zoom classes. <laughs> so do they go like Monday, Tuesdays, like those cohort A, yeah. cohort B? Are they doing that? Yeah, they do. Tues- that they, do they do today, so Thursday, Friday. So I got to drop them off and then come here. Nice. So that was nice. And uh, so they um, they do Thursday, Friday, and then Wednesdays uh, full Zoom, and then they do every- yeah Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesdays, full Zoom. Yeah. Wow. So now going even back, so you're one of six. Yeah. You're the oldest. Oldest boy. Oldest I have two boy. Older sisters. So you have two. So two older sisters. Yeah, we are the Brady Bunch, and you, then okay. a younger sister and two younger Carol brothers. and nice. Mike. Yeah. yeah, that was my favorite show. It just came up at bedtime last night. Really? What shows did you watch, Daddy? And it was, I think, Brady Bunch was like a solid one for us. That's a good one. Did you like the, the Brady Bunch when it was just the six, or when what was his name, Simon? Who was the cousin that came and visited the Brady Bunch? Oliver. Remember Oliver was Oliver part of that know. when he was this on the top f- bunk of Bobby? Serious fact check. <laughs> I no, I think I, think I don't it, recall it, that. No, Oliver I mean, was on it. It was like when Gazoo came onto the Flintstones oh, and really? ruined the whole thing, or um, when or when Tom and Jerry broke became up the friends. Dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and I think Oliver came and just broke up the dynamic of yeah, you know blended that. family. Yeah. So you're one of six. Yeah. How was supper time with being six? In you know. Was Friday night pizza night at we, the Pierce household? And did people tacos? Yeah, a lot of tacos. Okay. And pickles on tacos. That's a fun fact. Try it. I'm not kidding you. Interesting. It's amazing. You've heard it here first. All right. Pickles it on tacos. It adds a little salt, a little tang. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pickles aren't bad on too many things. We all acknowledge now going on to our next world, our next life post, you know, growing up in the house that nobody has ever heard of pickles on tacos. Where do you think it came from? I don't know. My, my wife says that <laughs> my mom made relatively, you know, I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings, yeah. but it was kind of bland, and she thinks that we we're craving some salt. But okay. like, I went to Taco Bell, and I was like, "Hey, can I get extra pickles on that?" And they're like, "Oh, we don't have any." I'm we like, "You're out." And they're like, "We never have." I'm like, "That's what's going on, mom? Right. Like, what happened? You guys have failed me. No one told me." That's interesting, right? I mean, I do like putting Greek salad. We have to stop the podcast. No, we don't like- have to pause because I'm just you know, sodium. I I just equals tacos right yeah. I mean there's already enough probably about 1100 milligrams of uh, sodium on a taco to begin with wow But I, and I'm a pickle guy that, that's Before, a fact check too I don't think that's real check. I was like what 1100 I'd google it right now well I think we'll it's check up after the show so, so, I'm a, so, I'm a, so I am what was the question over there what was the question, the, the question I got the google machine. Dave All the right. question is, yes. is how many milligrams of sodium is in a taco hard shell alright Talk amongst yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, getting yeah. back to, <laughs> so, I'm gonna remember what so you let's, said. Let's, so just to get on, keep on the the pickle topic. Best pickle, worst flavor. 
Oh, never sweet. I think that oh. man should be yep. murdered. Yeah, yeah. cotton feathered water boy. Yeah. Same yeah. with the guy downtown. with the butter pickles oh, too. Butter gosh. and bread. It's oh. like that's why they're always, they're in a, in a pandemic. You yeah. know, everything was taken first, and those are the Less. last two because yeah. yeah. they are absolutely. What, what dis- was your guess? What was your guess? I said about eleven hundred. Dave, it's uh, six hundred and eighty. Okay. Okay. So, so that so that is still. But you. Really but if you yours? add the pickles to it, it might go. Up. Yeah. Now we're over Maybe a G. Maybe pickles have. <laughs> okay. But go to dill. Coach. Uh, always dill and coach or some yeah. kind. I don't even know. Never. Never spice. I don't like the spicy pickle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that hundred yeah, yeah. percent. But we we did partake in drinking the pickle juice too growing up. I don't know why. I just interesting. I know. Yeah, Maybe my, it was my my pre exposure. That was the initial exposure, to like tequila. It was like there you go. It was like pickle juice and yeah. Yeah, so I mean, my mother drinks pickle juice because, you know, if she gets cramps like her leg or whatever, really? they really? say that it, it does work. Pickle juice is also good for sports, like in the, you know, high heat or whatever, yeah. for the dehydration and stuff mm. like that. Now, I will say that I, I did start using pickle juice because Chick fil A, another shout out, yep. you know, one of our sponsors that we Perfect. have to go after. Mm-hmm. I think that could, you know, be Ad a revenue. game changer. Could, you know, trade in the 89 Ford Taurus right. for something better. Um, they <laughs> marinate. Their chicken in pickle juice. That is true. One thousand percent. That's why so I that can't is, stop eating them. So mm-hmm. that is where the differentiator, and that's why. And I know some people hate the word moist, but that is when you get those nuggets or the chick. The number one, supposedly I've heard because I am in ketosis. <laughs> um, it is the pickle juice. Yeah, it is the pickle juice. And they now only I, put two pickles brine on it. there. So basically, you're brining the chicken, mm. and then you go, dude. That drives me absolutely nuts. That when you say extra pickles, they just add one more. One it's more. It's like three. I want plural. that thing. I yeah. plural. Yeah. I want that thing stacked up. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost a pickle sandwich. Yeah. The juice comes in and acts like a condiment. Yeah. Because. You need all that stuff, but it's like, yeah, can I get extra pickles on that, please? <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you take, so now, since I am in, on keto, um, I throw, Probably you know, I, I, much I, longer, I, right? I, yeah, no, I skeet shoot the, you know, the bread out the window, because it is biodegradable, <laughs> and the seagulls can eat it, and they can eat on me for free, but it's like, this, this two thin slice pickles on here, it's like, if I want extra pickles, I almost want a handful on that sandwich, because that's what an extra is. It's kind of like Dunkin' Donuts, not to get me on a tirade. Well, wait, Dun- here we go. Yep. Here we go. Well, Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> it's like every time I go through the um, drive-thru in Dunkin' Donuts, you got to get your act together here. You order a breakfast sandwich, you order the hash browns for 99 cents extra, you get your coffee and all that, and there's not one single napkin in the, bo- in the bag. Wow. It's like, what am I going to wipe my face with the brown paper, with the paper like- bag where I'm going to cut myself? Why, if you're yeah. getting takeout, it should automatically be that you have napkins sure. in the bag. I feel like because I'm not using that my might seat. just be that franchise. Yeah, it might no, just it's. Be uh, I want you next time you go to Dunkin' Donuts, right. even though I think you're a Starbucks person, yeah. correct? Mm, I just Starbucks. tried going in the Starbucks, but the line was out the door, and I was like, I, I don't want to be late for our first podcast. Well, you, gotta, you just got to <laughs> use the app. I that's mean, right, mobile incredible. app. Yeah. It's my favorite Hollywood moment every day, where mm-hmm. you just walk in and you just go yeah, that guy it. that just yeah. goes right in. Oh, it's fantastic. Push him out of the way. No, it's already ready, made, and you don't have. to Oh, you're that guy that comes in and just gets it right on the crate and walks out and basically. 
basically doing this. Yeah. It's the amazing. Fungu, you're doing the but fungu to everyone else. That's in everybody there. can do it. Guy it's gets not. guy gets to see the most beautiful views in the entire city, but the Hollywood moment is picking up Starbucks for this yeah. guy. Yeah. One thousand percent, Dave. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. He goes in there yeah. and he tells everyone, Jeez, "How's the line?" I'm going to cut Jeez. through here because I got it on the app. 2020 called. It's all about apps. Yeah. So with the apps, is that so? What else do you have for apps to expedite your day? You know, being a business owner well, for Pierce Properties. At, another plug, Meg. Yeah, uh, everything is cloud-based for us. So we, we, it really is. It no is. Pun. It's in the cloud. <laughs> no, but we we do our GPS tracking. We we actually use Slack a lot. Actually, all of our crews can communicate back with their project managers and directors yeah. on things they're seeing and uh, commenting amongst their divisions. Sure. Um, Slack plug right there. Another. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I think they were actually wanting to sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Phone's ringing off the hook now. Then, Megan hasn't yet returned their call. Thank you. <laughs> Um, Yeah, but, you know, we try to also keep it simple. I mean, you can overcomplicate everything and then forget that really it's about getting out there and doing a job well, efficiently, safe, and moving on to the next. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to, like, recreate the wheel constantly, which can be a temptation. Uh, I think I agree. I think there's efficiencies and then there's the old school get in front of each other's face or pick up the phone. Yeah. I say that to the property manager. Like, don't be Microsoft muscles behind the keyboard. Just oh, pick up the phone and hey, just tough talking guy to that hit yeah. behind that email. Why how do we, we pick solve up the phone this? and have yeah. an adult conversation? Yeah. We can all be, I mean, now, like how acceptable text messaging yeah. is, even with your clients. Sure. You know what I mean? It can be, it, you're right. You have to remind yourself, like, yeah, I think I am due for a call versus mm-hmm. just a text message or whatever, you know? Yeah. So text messaging is great because it cuts out the fat. Like, like you know, with my, buddy, with, with my buddies, hey, how's it going? Everyone alive? Because, you know, when you're at 47 you know you now the conversation changes like okay everyone's still yes i am 47 megan and i've yet to have work done um but you know there are there is a time and a place for texting right hey how's it going everything going good yep okay talk soon but when you get into the business part of it and the professionalism it's almost like you got to go old school pick up the phone have the conversation because you never want anything misinterpreted misread i hate when People oh, yeah. put a word in caps, All caps on a text. It's like, really? Are you yelling at me through the text? <laughs> if it's that much of a crisis, pick up the phone. Let's talk about it. And then we'll hear the tones yeah. of the voice. The texting with the caps is one of my biggest pet peeves ever. It's like, oh, okay, you wrote all in caps, so you're really upset and all that stuff. Note to self, all my texts to Matt are not going to be in full caps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so anyways, all right, Megan, should we what do else you got? So rapid fire? All right. So we're going to, so this part, you know, we're going to end it here. But first of all, I want to get into this is you, you mentioned something about golf. And, you know, I know sometimes, and I stink, okay? I'm not one of these guys that, you know, you know. I remember my first job out of college and, you know, I'm in Cubicle University and there's always that dork in the back that somehow his putter or his driver showed up in his cubicle overnight. <laughs> it's almost like the golf elf came in and said, we're going to put his driver in the back and it's going to be a conversation piece. Oh, you play golf? What are you? And then he says, oh, I'm a six. All right, great. You're a six. You know, and then you get them out to a tournament, and the first one off the tee box, it's at the ladies' tees, and you know <laughs> what that equates to if, if you're playing with your friends. You're a golfer, okay? W- where are you at right now with your handicap? I'm a five. Okay, you're I'm a five. A pre- I'm a pretty legit five. He's a I real mean, five. I play with him. Okay, yeah, real five. Good five. Is it painful sometimes to play when you are a five, and you're with clients or myself, that's a 20, 
because I stink at pot. I'm Mr. Three Pot. Yeah. I can get it out there. You know, like I always say in nine holes. Most bad golfers go, oh, but I'm a great putter. Oh, dude, you should see me. came back from Pirate's Cove. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) I go Harrington's and like. Hey, Megan, you should see. Yeah. You know, I get get me from the 150 stake in and I got pillow hands. Well, it took you seven shots to get to the 150 and you've warmed up. You know, so. I know what you're going to ask. Is it it, it painful? Because now you're five hours out there. You've talked about everything out of the sun. You go from hot, cold, hot, cold. Being a five, it's not. Is it painful, or do you say right when you get to the parking lot, you're like, okay, yeah. you know what? I am a five. We're probably going to use my ball ninety five percent of this round. Oh, you're talking about a scramble. Uh, I mean, I could golf with a bad golfer. You know, we say if you suck, just suck fast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, so just true. like like you just don't Pick need up. to take like yeah. thirteen shots. One hundred percent. You know, but I just think the experience of being out there in the camaraderie of having a drink, having a few laughs, yep. self-deprecating, telling yeah. the joke you heard, talking sports, talking yep. business, it's just no other platform, right? There's no other platform for me to get that casual yeah. and non uh you know stuck on one business engagement yeah. or topic with oh. with somebody so mm-hmm. i love it i mean i'll play with a 20 all day it's not easy to play a competitive game sure. with a 20 and be like oh i'll give you a 15 strokes and yeah. actually they're really like a 30 because you know a 20 doesn't really know if they're a 20 or not right <laughs> right yeah oh i know i'm a no. 20 and you can ask my buddy it breaks Timmy. some barriers, he always yeah, gives strokes. barriers. It I, so i love mm-hmm. it i mean yeah. i do we do a lot of like tournaments and stuff and then try to get out with clients occasionally it hasn't been easy this year right. but um but typically we do it a lot do you do you play a lot now i mean obviously you have older kids you know the the ages do you get do you try getting are you a member anywhere yeah, i'm a member of a small place on the north shore okay but you i get take out, do you get me. out a lot i do i do i mean i have a lot of flexibility during the day to do to stop by and hit mm-hmm. like a couple of balls at a range or something because yep. i'm always on the road out and about so i mean i don't i don't get to play like you know several times a week but right. i will in the afternoons bring a kid with me and we'll play nine holes my that's son's great. actually pretty solid uh as as an eight-year-old um that's good know, he's starting to like it a lot it's a hard game though it's yeah. so hard it's uh, yeah. but, it, but, it, but I think it reflects life I mean you're always yeah. getting better always learning always yeah. you know uh, always have something to work on and improve on yeah I mean if you grind in the workforce you can grind on the course and it's all about reps you, you know it's, it's very hard you know you're a 20 just to get it down to an 18 and all this other stuff but it's always that one hole that you pa or your birdie yeah. that gets you back out for another 18 yeah. even though on hole 7 you were quitting you were throwing yeah. your clubs in the dumpster and I'm out of here this <laughs> thing stinks yeah. It brings it draws you in, and, and I agree with that. If you can, if you can get on the course and you can grind it out, you know it really equates into the professional. So, so this part right now, what we're going to do is we're going to end the show. I, I do would like to say that Megan's a good golfer. Actually. I, I've actually <laughs> played, if you're as bad as you're saying, I bet she would. No, kick. It, it, number one, you know, like her husband Mike will say, bad. you know, she'll roast you right off the, you know, right off the bat, like oh, that was a good shot. It's you like, want her in your scramble foursome? One thousand percent. Let's get you, her up to the, the red tees and <laughs> hit that drive. Oh, she yeah. She's yeah. 200 down the fairway from the I'm not flying any feminist flags on the course. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that advantage yeah. all day. Oh, we, we welcome it. And yeah. then everyone's grabbing their pitching wedge and now we're all putting for birdie. <laughs> Thanks to Megan. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I, fun. I, I totally agree. It's it, a lot it, of fun. It, it is a great, it's a great sport. So, you know. Yeah, let's get some rapid fire. Yeah. So yeah. So let's we're going to end it right here because, you know, I don't know how many listeners already, you know, <laughs> tuned off and quit. And <laughs> yeah. said, you know, After the pickle run, talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Best and worst. But we're going to, we're going to rapid fire questions with you. You know, obviously you haven't seen the cheat sheet and, you know, it's just really either one word answers or put them in. So let's start with, you know, Boston sports. 
You know, you got the Bruins, the Pats, the Celtics, and the Sox. Put them in. Put them in the. Put them in the. Um, Order well, I got to go four. Celtics. My dad's name is Paul Pierce, which nice. is fantastic. Yeah. So Beautiful. big basketball family. So we go Celtics, Pats, Red Sox, Bruins. B's probably playoffs would trump, you know, uh, anything Red Sox related. But we clean Fenway too. I mean, Fenway's a good account for fish window cleaning. So that's You should probably fun. change that order then. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if I'm John Henry right now, I'm, I'm, I'm shopping. He's going, definitely I'm listening to this bids. podcast. Yeah, he is. He already called in. He's on, he's on line one. <laughs> Uh, cup of cone with ice cream. Uh, cone. Favorite uh, favorite flavor? I would go purple cow. Richardson Farms. Yeah. One thousand. Now, is the purple this cow- called rapid fire, Matt. But I just got to piggyback out. That's got the marshmallow in it, right? No, is that the purple got, cow? it's just got the vanilla chips and the chocolate chips in the black raspberry. Yogurt, because I'm, I'm starving to right now. And I'm doing this intimate fasting right now, and I can't even eat anything until noon or one. It's driving me nuts. Uh, real or fake Christmas tree? Real. White or colored lights? Uh, we varied a little bit. I think we might have mm. dabbled in color. No, no, we stayed white. We stayed white. We have not gone color yet. Are we allowed that, to that still seems say like that? a migraine waiting to happen. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and, and I hate people that have blinking lights too. It's yeah, like no y- you're going to be dizzy by the end of the... Everyone's going to be seasick. Um, <laughs> exactly. Batman or Robin? Uh, Batman. Fred or Bonnie? Uh, not really a big, uh, no opinion, Barney, I guess. Okay, yeah, you know, he's a short guy, you know. Uh, favorite vacation spot? I go New Hampshire. Yeah, New Hampshire. Lincoln, Lincoln, New Hampshire. Uh, we love the mountains. So you like the lake better than the ocean? I do, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, well, we have a pool, so we're big pool people, but I don't want, no, I feel dirty when I get out of the ocean, where I like, mm. come out of a lake, I feel clean. Everybody says the opposite, but. Hmm. Uh, the salt. Beer, salt. beer or seltzes? Uh Beer. Like hard seltzer or regular seltzer? Um, you know, like true. Oh, this, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, this yeah. isn't a non-alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm question. actually, I'm actually hard seltzer. Yeah, hard seltzer. Nice. Yeah. Early bird or night owl? Uh, night owl. Kind of neither, but yeah, a little bit in the middle. Boring. Yeti or Arctic cooler? Um, Yeti. Pandora or Spotify? Pandora. You're at you're at the lake. Yeah. See, I listened, Meg. Yeah. I was going to say beach or pool. Yeah. yeah. What's your song that you're, uh, you're going to get the groove on? So it's 10 in the morning. Obviously, there's no time when you're on vacation or at the lake. It's, you know, it's a, let's just call it for the listeners. It's noon. It's, in, it's bare o'clock. What tune's going to get you it's, going? It's Zach Brown. All, like, nice. Like, yeah. Zach Brown, like, all summer. So, the, okay, so Country Fest, have you been? No, I'm actually not a big country music fan. My 14-year-old daughter's got us into it more, but I find it's, like, kind of the most universal, easygoing yeah. music, you know. That or just classic Good rock. Rhyme. 10 minutes early or 15 minutes late? Always 10 minutes early. I mean, I was like right on time for this because I was on the phone and I missed the exit. But other than that, I would have been 15 early. Last question. Do you go for the green or do you lay up? Oh, you always go for the green. Even though I'm not a big hitter, but I I, I like to get as close as possible because I'd rather chip up than, yeah. Maddie Pierce, I can't can't thank you enough for, you know, coming on the show, you know, being the number one. And never forget you, know, you first, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a PG station, yeah, so we'll you know, clean, I, but... I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But no, man, I really, really can't thank you enough. I mean, obviously, past properties over the last couple of years, you know, Inc. 5000 isn't one of those things where you pay to get that type of print. You know, you're really kicking ass out there, Thanks, man. You know, is it really Inc. 5000? Or Inc. 500? No, it's Inc. 5000. It is. That's the funny thing. Yeah, they Just had to checking. expand it. 
Oh, really? Inc. 500 is like really actually exceptional. There's an Inc. 50 and Inc. Yeah, 100. We're Inc. Okay. 5000. All right. Which I think is, someone else made the Inc. cut. 10, and then obviously you didn't do your due diligence or you didn't listen to the beginning when I called him Mr. 2737. And that might be a fact check. But obviously, you know, you, you were calling me out to the mat with 30 seconds left to go. But, you know, on behalf of, you know, Megan and myself, man, thanks for the swag. Um, you know, much, much success in the future. And then, you know, as we go on with this podcast, man, we come out of this nonsense. We can retire these masks for once and for all. I would love to have you back on the show. So that way we can move fo- move the chains forward and see, you know, now we're into 2021, 2022, you know, where are you guys at? Yeah. Where the growth, pl- and we'll have some more fast, rapid questions. And obviously maybe I'll get into his Winchester Warehouse and I think you should. The, and yeah. throw one of those harnesses on. Also, and we'll video ping that. Pong. We play a lot of ping pong in the nice. shop too. You know, we all can right. throw down in ping pong. Really? Yeah, I have the belt right now. This belt is legit. So, like- so <laughs> all right. So, just to end that with that, everyone you ask about Maddie Gregory, I am a backyard Olympian, and <laughs> ping pong is one of the events. Is that right? Yeah. Now, just one more rapid fire question. <laughs> Cornhole. Now, or, granted, everybody plays ping pong indoors, but yes. you're saying yeah, you're the backyard guy. There is there right, is a well, little question. Well, like, there is, there's like, a little bit. Can he be? So, I mean, it's the first podcast. We're learning how suspect this guy really are, is. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that, Dave, calling me to the <laughs> mat, and you know, but uh, you know, cornhole or the uh, can gem. Oh, cornhole. Can gem has always just confused me. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't. I've never gone into it, but I do. Yeah, like the that frisbee bottle. in the mail shoot yeah. that can get confusing. But I'm joking. But cornhole's better. Cornhole's no, fine, but horseshoes is okay. You know the game. Yeah, with the, the, the ski cap. pole, and then you have. I the think you got to be, gotta be a, like a superior athlete to be able to do that. You but do, actually, yeah. we like uh, spike ball. Has really kind of been our vacation. My game. kids, my kids do that too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, crazy. I'm definitely gonna pull. I'm more of a chair guy on the beach, looking out there. I, I, I. You know, bocce, yes. Yeah. The Italian bowling, yes. Um, I will do can jam because I, I absolutely throw the frisbee like Tom Brady throws a football. Wow. Uh, yeah, wow. I'm, I'm legit. That's what you yeah, mean by it. backyard Olympian. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I literally have games that I can come to the mat. I mean, me and my buddy Dave Lostrom plug for... Um, USI. USI. Um, another sponsor that we have to reach mm. out to to see if they want to do advertisement. We went to a party in Situate, and he tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, Maddie, I want you to be my partner. I go, so make sure you tell your wife, Alyssa, that you're probably going to be out here for an hour and a half. It's my wife's name. It. Oh, Alyssa. his wife's Alyssa. His, his, yeah. That would have been so, weird nope. if you we were a Matt and Alyssa, too. That <laughs> no, my wife's name's Janet, but my buddy Dave, who tapped me on the shoulder for, for the bag, t- for cornhole, I mean, I just clean the board. So wow. I would welcome that challenge on the ping pong. Really? Um, and any other things that you want to throw at me, and you're probably going to I'm going to probably have that belt around my waist yeah. for a very very long time. Little beer yeah, Olympics. I would I would yes. actually not only let you take the belt out if you beat me, which would be like it would be so sad to see it even come to the South Shore, right. let alone like, oh. you know, out of our office. So let's but, talk, yeah. I mean, I really don't I could not fathom that happening. I'm not going to lie. So this is like the final final when you're at a bar and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. final final and I already said final beer. final on, on <laughs> yeah. that whole thing. And, you know, my ADD just kicked in and I forget what he just asked for uh, that last question that I was going to piggyback off of. About, so, about you actually taking the belt? Is that what it was? No, oh, about North Massachusetts. Shore. South Shore. South Shore. Okay, Massachusetts on the map. Should we do what 
North Carolina, South Carolina did? Is it, is it North it? Shore, Massachusetts, South Shore, Massachusetts, and then Central and Berkshire just bottle those guys together? I kind of think so. And I'll where does that- It's and like where, a different culture. 1,000%. Yeah. And where I mean, is not that, that the North Shore, where I, we live, is even totally the North Shore, but everybody thinks north of Boston is just like- New Hampshire. Hampshire. <laughs> or, yeah, New Hampshire. Well, <laughs> and over the Zacom yeah, is Canada. <laughs> but you guys have roast beef. We have bar pizza, Okay. True. But where do you draw that line? Is it through the the tunnel? Once you come out of that tunnel and yes. you're getting ready to go over what they call the Zakem Bridge, which is That's pretty much- That's not quotes needed. That's really called the Zakem Bridge. It is. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> um, you know, is that where the line is? We should have a line that says, now you're in North Shore, Massachusetts. I think that is. Now it's you're anything in south north shore. of, the bo- of Boston, yeah. but people say it's not North Shore because it's not on the shore. You right. got to get on the oh, shore. But I hate those yeah. people. But I mean, the North Shore really is gorgeous. It is. As is. But I just feel like everything on the South Shore is just the Cape and it's right. glorious. I mean, yeah. I love I love the Cape. I hate the traffic down here. Yeah, Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard. Um, if I were to get to either of them, I'd probably just stop and just stay like on the Cape. I don't need to go that extra love distance it. to just like agreed. Yeah, I just stay agreed. on the Cape. I mean, it's no a pain need in the for, ass no once you get the over there. Right. All day. Yeah. All right, man, Maddie. Right. I, Thanks, I honestly guys. can't thank, thank you enough, man. To you guys. This was right, great. Bro. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thanks. All right, MC. We got episode one under our belt in the books. What do you think? We only had to fact check you a couple of times, and uh, one was wrong. <laughs> was that the sodium one? That was the sodium one. All right. But I think overall it went well. Matt was a great, a great guest. Look- let, yeah, let me ask you a question. You know, we got episode one. What's the over-under on um, downloads? Uh, four. Okay. And my mother and your my wife, father. Yeah, my father. My father doesn't. My father won't know podcasts. He's like, "What's that?" Uh, but no, I thought I thought it was great. You know, it, it's very hard. Wouldn't you agree that you know you when you want to bring a dream of you know starting a podcast and now it's reality, and you know, kudos to you, man, for. Um, for getting on me to get on this and obviously vice versa. But um, who do you think we got for um, episode two coming up? I don't know. David Cohen, Billy Butts. A lot of people are, uh, I mean, after they hear the first one, the, the phone's just going to be ringing off the hook. So we'll, uh, there'll be no shortage of people in that seat. And, sh- and should we go on Indeed? There's another plug and maybe get someone to do the sales and marketing, like, you know, sales guy. I mean, this is just going to explode. So. <laughs> All right, kid. Well, look at, have a great All day. Right. And I look forward to episode two with you. You too. Be well. Be well.